This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. I will now update scores from the National Hockey League. Second period, Leafs lead the Stars 2-0. Jets up 3-1 on the Panthers. In the third, Blues leading the Islanders 3-1. Late in the third, Kings trying to finish off the Senators. It's 5-2. And the Penguins are up 3-1 on Columbus with four and a half minutes left. The Devils win again. My goodness. They're 21-4-1 on the season. They shut out Chicago. They are not doing well. And the Red Wings win on the road against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Still to come tonight, Hurricanes and Ducks. Canadians up against the Tentacles. Western Hockey League uh, still 1-1. Oil Kings and Tigers, two minutes left in the first period. Oilers, Coyotes tomorrow, 6 o'clock for the face-off show. Game at 7.30 right here on 6.30 Chet. Our hotline is powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. It's 780-496-0063. It is a number this man knows well. Because during the hockey season, he probably dials it two or three times a week. It is Tony checking in. Tony, what's going on? <laughs> Thanks for remembering me. Well, of course um, I remember. You've been calling for years. See, but here's the thing, Tony. <laughs> I'm a bit of an old softy. I, I know okay. nothing about you. I know nothing about you. And I well, feel like I should hot- get to know you, but I don't want to put you on, on, on pressure on the radio because maybe you just want to be anonymous. You, know what? Will you tell I, me really, something really, interesting really, about I- yourself. Um, I've been a huge fan of the Oilers since I was probably nine. I went to the decade of darkness with this team. I love this team with all my heart. And it sucks to see, you know, the fan, like how the fan, some of the fans are because some of them are loyal and then some of them just want to jump on the bandwagon when we're doing good. And it just annoys me because this team, I know what this team can do. And I understand that you know we have cat situations, but I don't. I'm tired. Like the one thing I'm really getting tired of is everybody who gives Campbell a hard time because he's on he's in, on a new contract with us. And I know, and I think Bram to the AHL would be the biggest mistake because. Well, they're okay, not going to do that. They're not going to do okay. that. Okay, well, I've just been hearing that, right? Well, Elliot, th- th- Elliot threw it out on Stoff Show as a as a what if, but I, I don't think they're going to actually do that. So I've been I've heard so I've been hearing rumors, and there's some Uh-oh. pretty reliable sources. And I understand Edmonton's looking for a defensive coverage, right? Because our defense looks like Swiss. Okay, I wondered when somebody was going to bring this up. I didn't want to bring it up myself. Is this the Eric Carlson stuff, or is this somebody else? I, honestly, I'm going to I'm going to be honest. I don't want Eric Carlson. I don't want Jacob Chikrin. There's one guy out of Seattle that is a lower cap hit. And in my honest opinion, we could get him for a relatively, relatively cheap than what we could get for him. Carson Soucy 
And I've been hearing his name since the beginning of the season when everything started going down. And everybody wants these big, you know, these expensive defensemen. But when you think of it, we don't have much cap space. I don't think Kane's going to be out as long as everybody thinks he's going to be. I'm sorry, but seeing him on the ice and the way he's at, the way it's sounding is that he's going to, like, as I told people in my life, I think he's going to be back on the like, I think he's going to be practicing or like that around did Christmas you, time. Did you hear the interview with Kane from 6 to 6.30? Yes, I did, yes. I actually okay, did, so it still I sounded like there's a lot of repair to be done. That's the impression I got in that well, wrist. He, but anyway. If he, if he wants my wrist, come and get them, man. I am willing to give you my wrist. <laughs> okay. But everybody like everybody wants Eric Carlson's contract. Everybody wants, you know, Jacob Chicken. Well, I'm sorry, but I watched Jacob Chicken last night. I've been watching him. Yeah, he's good po- he's a good point producer, but he's also a four million dollar man. Where Carson Susie, I believe he's under three, I think he's about two point five. Uh Susie's two point seven five. He's in the last year of his deal. I would have loved if the orders would have got him last year. I'm glad you put his name forward. He's what six I think he's six five or six six. He's an Alberta guy. Susie is appealing to me. The problem is, Tony, and you know this, is that darn tentacle team is one of the top teams in the NHL. And if they think they got a chance at a playoff run, they ain't trading Carson Susie. But I'm, I'm glad you put that. That is a name to remember. I'm sorry to say, yeah, I know Seattle's doing good, but it's an 82 game season. Where it's like I don't I don't see them continuing at this pace. Like I think they're a good. They're, they're a better team than last season, right? But there's also like right now we have a few trade chips that we could really get rid of. And I'm sorry to say this, but yes, a pull Yarvi. He does not deserve to be on the first line. How many scoring chances he had where he's either whisked it or where, you know, he passes it off. Like, I'm sorry, people love this guy, and I do too, but I think he needs a new start. And if we can get, if we can get, like, if we can get him, uh, you know, trade him for somebody who's going to help Connor and Leon, because I am getting tired of people saying, oh, when's Connor and Leon going to ask for a way out? Well, right now, I don't think they will, but. I'm scared. I'm honestly terrified in the next two or three seasons because I'm already guaranteeing that if Leon doesn't want to resign, Connor might not want to resign when his their contracts are up. All right, Tony, I appreciate your passion. I'm going to ask you to to take a deep breath and remember yeah. that I love you. Okay. I love you too, my man. I just okay. I'm just I'm just fed up. It's okay. I, I appreciate the phone call. That is Tony. Had a lot to say. He hammered his points. I think he got it all out there, which is good. You can get it. You can get it out on this show. That's okay. It's a safe spot. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Oh, this guy uses that number quite a bit as well. Sir Robert, what's going on? Hey, Reed, how you doing? Okay, so now you're a huge. So you call Steinberg sometimes, right? Who else? I do, yeah, the odd. Do you call all around Western Canada, or are you just an Alberta guy? Well, I did uh, while. Well, uh, no, well, I did. Uh, I did a few times call into the post-game show in uh, uh, Vancouver in the bubble when they had that oh, run. <laughs> That's amazing. You love talk, sports talk radio, eh? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, have, you, have you been a sports fan since you were a little kid? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll, I mean, like the, I mean, like the first sport that I got into was always. Uh, basketball i don't know why i guess i, oh, I really? think it was i i think it was when the raptors and the uh uh i think when the raptors and what was that other team the grizzlies showed up in the yes. nba that's yes. really got me into the, into yeah, that i'm i'm I, i'm actually i'm actually i'm actually that old believe it or not 
But, uh, uh, well, you're not no, that old but... if you were a little kid when the Raptors and Grizzlies joined the league. You're not that old. Well, no. <laughs> you're, younger than, you're younger than I am. But anyway, yeah. what's on your mind? Um, well, yeah, no, but I mean, you know, like, it, it, since, we're, since we're talking about uh, expectations, to me, my expectations, when I heard, when I heard the Oilers, like, at the start of the season, when they were, when the talk was, like, Oilers, Oilers could, you know, contend, contend for possibly winning the division, I thought, I thought, hey, you know what, after last year, that's reasonable. At this point, have they lived up to that? No. But, hey, I mean, you know what? We're, what, 26 games in? I'm, I've, uh, I've, uh, I've always tried to see the uh, realistic side of things when it comes to, to pro sports. And the way I see it is 26 games in is certainly not the time to panic. So when is? <laughs> Let me throw that at you. Well, when is? <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm not suggesting me, you should be panicking, but when is? When are you going to be like, holy crap, this sucks? Well, I think I might have said to you on, uh, on I think I might have called into you and Rob one night when we were, you were discussing the way Campbell was playing and the things were kind of, it was like on and off. And well, frankly, it still is. I think I remember saying, it's like, well, you know, if we're, if we're still talking about this team being on and off, but at the, halfway point then you maybe got something to worry about that's and frankly that's i'm still i'm still sticking with that like once we're 40 like 40 41 games in if if they're still playing as inconsistent as they are and have been well then yeah then i'll then i'll probably start to be yeah i don't know this is this is this is i'm just gonna gonna start to worry now all right so robert i'm always happy to hear from you thanks for checking in man all right, Reed. Thanks. Sir Robert Tony had Lenny call in earlier, 7804960063. Lenny talked about expectations. And I think that that's a, a good perspective to have so much of how we evaluate the things that happen in our lives, not just in sports, in our lives, have to do with how they are against expectations. Tony referenced the decade of darkness. Uh, I was the uh, host of Inside Sports on the Oilers broadcast for the last three years of the decade of darkness. And the uh, the two years prior to that, I worked on Stoff Show. So I was kind of, you know, covering the Oilers or involved in Oilers coverage for the last five years. And yeah, a lot of those years, it was pretty much a foregone conclusion. The Oilers would not be good enough to make the playoffs. The hope was that maybe you'd get into the second half of the season and at least the games would mean something, even if you were a few points out of the playoffs. In many of those years, starting the season 14 and 12, almost would have been cause for a parade. As cold as it is, that parade probably would have to have been held indoors, but some sort of celebration. Uh, you know, 14 and 12 is no longer cause for celebration and i i feel a lot of the people i talk to are sort of teetering on concern and still optimism that well of course things are going to get better and i think probably my tone on this show has been that sometimes but yes e expectations i think should have been relatively high after last season and i don't see that as uh, as a problem i i don't uh I, I don't blame anybody who thought expectations were high or should be high. I think high expectations should be a blessing, not a curse. Um, 
you know, I don't think the Oilers themselves are sitting there thinking, well, uh, you, you know, uh, Joe and Sangudo thought we were going to go 52 and 30 and we're not going to at this pace. Uh, you know, I think it's a different experience for the players and the people who are in it. But it's certainly a discussion point for many of you who are Oilers fans and for guys like me who host talk shows. I'm going to tell you a little secret here. If I make a prediction, if I'm on this show or doing something with Stoff, and I think we actually did our preseason predictions on Bob's show, and I'll be perfectly honest with you, I picked the Oilers to uh, make the Stanley Cup final and lose to the New York Rangers, I, I believe was my, my, was my prediction. Uh, the New York Rangers record is uh, not far off from the Oilers. They're 12, 10, and 5. That's a 537 points percentage. The Oilers are at 538. Uh, if the playoffs started right now, uh, would either team be in? No, neither team would be in. So I, I hope that if you're a regular listener to Inside Sports, you understand the tone of the show and that we do predictions kind of for fun. And in this profession, I do it because I have to. Uh, I don't do it to place, to, to try to alter the expectations on the team. I do it based on what I really think. And I'm also going to tell you a little secret here. And I want you to remember this. If I'm on the fence about how the local team will do when I'm making a prediction. If I'm thinking to myself, you know, I think the Oilers are right in there as one of the best teams in the West. I will pick the local team just because why not? Why not be optimistic and give people something happy to think about as opposed to just saying, well, they're in the mix, but they're not quite good enough. I'm probably going to say, you know what? They're in the mix and darn it. I think they might be good enough. Uh, in 2015, I picked uh, the the the, uh, the Edmonton football team, the Double E, to win the Grey Cup. I wasn't 100% sure of it, but they did because I thought they were pretty good. And I was like, you know what? They're probably one of the top three teams in the league. I'll pick them to be number one. Now, by doing that with the Oilers, did I uh, create unrealistic expectations that are now upsetting some of you? Yeah, maybe. That's that's the nature of it. I you know I didn't I didn't want to do that. If I did, I didn't want to upset anybody. There are some nights I do want to upset some people, but not not when it comes to that. But yeah, and Lenny said ultimately you got to judge them on the entire season. There have been plenty of uh, successful playoff teams who have been mediocre for portions of the season. I guess we're still waiting to see that here with the Edmonton Oilers. And I think the fear is, is that we're seeing some problems plague the Oilers that have been problems in non-playoff years in the past, such as spotty goaltending, such as uh, kind of, you know, limp defending and then an offense that revolves around primarily two or three players. Now, again, when healthy, the offense is usually pretty good. Still obviously some issues with the defending and the goaltending at times. I wouldn't totally write off the goaltending, but as we know, one guy hasn't been quite nearly good enough. So just some of my thoughts there. Those were good phone calls from guys. 780-496-0063. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is Darnell Nurse from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. All right, thanks a lot for joining us. Evander Kane 
was on Inside Sports earlier. You want to hear that whole interview if you missed it or just check it out again, sign up for the Inside Sports podcast wherever you find your podcast. You can also go to the show page on 630Ched.com or globalnews.ca. Kane did have this to say about recovering from that wrist injury. Everything's on track uh, from my perspective. Um, obviously, you know, I know there's a lot of uh, made out of me getting on the ice, and, and honestly, I probably wasn't expecting to be on the ice that, that fast either, but um, you know, my legs aren't broken, so I can definitely get out there um, and, and, and move around a little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, I still got a bit of a ways to go here, and, uh, you know, the inside of, of my arm and, and wrist have to heal uh before I can really get back, um, doing what I need to do on the ice. But it was definitely nice uh, mentally to get back out there and feel the puck a little bit, uh, although delicately. But uh, it was definitely nice to get back out there and, and, and get back in the dressing room. All right, a little bit there from Vander Kane, who uh, also had this to say about settling in, becoming an Edmontonian. I guess I was going to talk about the weather a little bit in a positive way because when I when I arrived here for training camp, I mean it was absolutely beautiful. I, I mean the the fall here was was gorgeous. Um, you know the River Valley. I know people talk a lot about that, but uh, you know you really get to see the the beauty of it. And, um, it's a great opportunity for the family to go for walks and, and enjoy that. And um, you know the one thing about Edmonton is you know the passion for hockey in the city. Uh, you know it's hard not to be noticed. And, you know, from some of the other maybe stops along the way, um, you know, the hockey fans, they, they, they know their hockey, you know, they're smart hockey fans and, and uh, they understand and, and, and treat us with, with great respect. And, you know, as a player playing in the Canadian market, um, you know, it's greatly appreciated. All right, a little bit there from uh, Evander Kane. I mentioned you're going to hear from Evan Bouchard about getting benched last night. Here he is. Mistake on my end, you know, I can be uh, a little more cautious than that, uh, area but like I said team game you know I'm more than happy to uh, support the team from the bench if that's what they think is uh, is best for me during the game all right well I'm sure that he doesn't uh, want that role of being a cheerleader but that's what he was asked to do last night Bouchard much talked about this season um you know I, I think you could say with a few Oilers probably again that word expectations probably a few Oilers underperforming compared to expectations now Bouchard's goal total has gone up he pounded a few in uh, what in the last couple of weeks a couple of really big ones um, but he has definitely struggled defensively I'm not just as to say in his own end even defensively through the neutral zone certainly a bad read last night to allow that uh, breakaway to, to get going for the for the Capitals. Bouchard was asked what specifically he's working on. I think it all starts with gap control. I think that's the biggest thing uh, that we're working on myself and as a team. I think that's a huge part of the game and uh, you know a little bit you know, coverage in the D zone, you know, pinning guys a little bit quicker, stuff like that. But I think there's always room for improvement. Yeah, well, he's got to work on some stuff. I, and I do think, uh, I, I know Rob Brown and I had a had a fire the coach call after one of the games last week. I, do, I don't think we're in that type of a situation. Um, but I do, I do think one of the things we have to consider is that this this is a big challenge for Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson and, and Glenn Gullitson and Mark Fraser. Um, you know, Woody and Manson came up last year and it went pretty well. I mean, sure, there were some tough games along the way, but it went pretty well for the most part. He's got a challenge, and I, I, I know, like, people go to a lot of different things. You know, goaltending, defense, this guy, this guy, this guy. A lot of people go to coaching, and I, and I get that. 
I, I think when things go wrong, for me anyway, my first instinct is not, okay, let's just fire the coach. Now, after a while, you might reach that point where you're saying, okay, it's the same problems over and over again, and you might have to think about a coaching change. But I, general managers, I don't look at the coach and say, okay, there are problems, I'm going to fire the coach. General managers hire coaches to help solve problems. General managers don't hire coaches to you know, just guide the team and open the door through an almost perfect season. So I, I think Ken Holland is trusting that Jay Woodcroft is the right guy to solve some of the problems on the team. Now, Holland might have to solve some other problems himself by maybe bringing in some better players. One of the callers was talking about uh, trades. Uh, I mean, do you move a first-round pick, second-round pick, you, you, whatever, try to – I don't know if you can trade Pliarvi at this point, Broberg, whoever you want to talk about. Sure, Holland might have to step in and do that. Um, but I do think this is kind of we're going through a, a stage here that's a big ch challenge for Woodcroft. Yes, it was a challenge coming up from the farm last season. No doubt about that. But now, as sort of the permanent coach of the team, not the interim coach, he's got another one on his hands. And, uh, you know, I think we're gonna, he's going to be tested as well through all this. All right. Thanks a lot for listening to the show. Uh, thanks to Trent Brown from James H. Brown uh, helping facilitate the uh, interview with Evander Kane tonight. Always appreciate that. You also heard from Luke Gazdick and Kelly Rudy. Dave Campbell is the producer of Inside Sports. Studio producers, Kellen Kennedy. Face-off show at 6 tomorrow. Game at 7.30. Oilers, Coyotes. Talk to you then.